Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at BICBP-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. divers welcome back to another episode of vinyl divers what is up what is up i am your host anthony mullen and thank you for joining me for another episode oh my gosh let's tell you since uh the social distancing has kicked in and everyone's trying to work from home for those of us that can for those of you that can't i'm sorry uh, for those of for those of us as podcasters and musicians and artists out there I'll tell you, we're really trying to step up our game and put out content left and right as much as we can because we really want to support, uh, we really want to keep going. You know, when all this is done, we want to be relevant and, you know, we don't want you to forget about us. And what I got today is a guest on here that he has stepped up his game. He has been going live a bunch. His band has been able to do some live streaming concerts. Which for those of you that if you if you haven't been to a show, if you were waiting to go to that Tropodelic show in Rochester last month before COVID-19 kicked in and it was canceled short and you're fiending for something. I mean, if you're looking for reggae, I'm going to tell you, people like this, people like my next guest for today, they are right there and they are giving this to you basically just fan, just fan, just everything for the fans. And I want to welcome today... uh Howie Spangler of Ballyhoo, and also of Tales from the Green Room podcast. What's up, man? What's going on? How's it going? Dude, uh, how have you been? I We talked back in October before the idea of a global pandemic kicked in, and here <laughs> we are now. So how's, uh, how are you doing with during all of this? I'm, uh, I'm doing well so far. Um, 
The family's good. We're all healthy. Good. Just staying inside, you know, like everybody else. Um, I'm lucky to be working as much as I am. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just have, I found ways to create like new multiple revenue streams. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. like something we get in, can get into if you'd like, but, yeah. um, just, I feel like today, uh, in this, in this era, even, even not even with, you know, COVID-19 being a thing, mm-hmm. just the, what we sh- should be focusing on is how to monetize our other talents, exactly. you know, cause I think everybody can do at least one cool thing. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, I happen to just love to create and make things. And so, um, I, I spent several, you know, years, five, five years or so at least, uh, learning how to mix, mix music, you know, mm-hmm. with pro tools or logic or something. Yeah. Um, you know, the right ways to do that and, and be a, how to be a better producer and things like that. And then, uh, you know, the podcast is one thing that's about two years, two years into that. I really, I really went hard on my, uh, my YouTube channel last year, January of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so like when all this went down, I already had things in place, you know, like I had the podcast already. I had the YouTube channel. So people just expected to see me going live on there and like playing songs and stuff. As soon as this all went down, you know, you double and triple down by going live on Facebook and everywhere else. Um, you know, and then I have bands sending me projects to mix and produce and things. And so I'm always busy, you know, I even do some art on the side, things like that, edit video, whatever. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just, it's made me, it's helped me to be able to stay busy and stay working and keep money coming in. Um, you know, I, I encourage any band out there. I'm trying so hard to get my dudes and cashed out to start their own podcast because I think it would do really well. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. And, and I think I got them pumped about it. I was talking, I was texting with Greg at like two in the morning last night, <laughs> just back and forth. Like, bro, you got to do this. You got to do this. You know, like you could, you're going to be awesome. Like, he was getting pumped, I think, and asked me about gear and stuff. I think they're going to do it. I don't know. It'd be great to see it take off. But I, think, I, I just think that it's more than the music now, you know? Yes. Well, I think that's the one thing that this co- that uh, is unfortunate and horrible that it is of everyone that's being affected by this. What it has done for uh, podcasters and musicians, I feel, because I know um, a good portion of musicians, you know, you, you guys do f- survive off of that tour money like like the whole point is you know you put music out and you tour and when you can't you now have to find a way well, how do i play and give listeners that feeling still and for podcasters we were just kind of like all right we're already recording now we're just going to record more which it's now seeing that that's kind of what everyone else is looking to do and as far as going live i mean if you already have that, that mindset and that mentality of i already have all these outlets i'm going to do them that's what everyone right now is trying to figure out so you're already one step ahead of them on that on that market yeah um you know and the best thing you can do is just try to be uh watching um watching people and looking at what other artists are doing and trying to stay ahead of the game a little bit Mm -hmm. um i didn't know this pandemic was going to happen you know i just i started doing it because i just felt like it was time to start building something else you know Mm -hmm. because the music is 
uh, obviously the first thing that I want to do. It's like I want to write songs and make music and be on stage. But there are going to be times when that's not possible. And all of a sudden, here's here's this happening, you know. Um, so shows or live shows just aren't a thing right now. And the next best thing is a live stream. Um, I was already starting to build it, you know, and it was like, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like that it is, it's, it's about more than, than the music. Uh, it, we need to give more than just that. And some artists aren't willing to do that. Some artists don't like to open up. Some, some don't, won't let you in their life and, you know, do any vlogging or, or you know, go live from their house or, mm-hmm. you know, show their kids or show the, what they do in their personal lives. You know, they, they, there's some artists that just want to keep it strictly. This is what I do on stage or whatever. And that's it. You, you don't deserve to go looking into my, my private life. And that's totally understandable. That's fine. You know? Um, and that can work for some people if you're interesting enough, you know, if you, if you're like a mysterious type of person that people just love to, you know, are just going to follow just, just to see if you're <laughs> going to do anything. But, um, I think the average person, the average musician, artist, uh, really needs to be working harder to connect with the fans. And nowadays, you know, it's like shows like, uh, Real Housewives and things like that. It's, you know, the reality show. you you can basically, create your own reality show, you know, and just talk people through your day or show people the process of, of how you make your songs, how you, how you write, how you, uh, what sort of paint you buy when you do your paintings. Um, you know, if you're trying to do a cooking show on on YouTube or Instagram, IGTV or something, you want to, where are you ordering your supplies from? Like, I don't know, just things like that. Like people like the behind the scenes kind of peak, you know? Um, go ahead. Well, it's just as I think in this, uh, in this media medium, yeah, in this medium, that's one of the biggest things that is prevalent is that uh, I know musicians as well, we'll share more on Instagram and social media, but as far as the podcasting side, we, we pull out and we basically let people like, like, this is what we do is that a part of it is putting out content. Like, you know, the listeners today are going to hear some cool music talking between some music discussion between you and me, but what they're also getting is. You we're talking a little bit about our lives and that right there. So I, I really hope that more musicians will see the benefits of this because I'll say, I mean, you look at the hooligans and the fans are devout and they, I'll tell you, being a part of the group and seeing the interaction that you and Danielle and the rest of the band does with us, it makes us feel like a family. It, it feels more connected than just, Oh, I'm a fan of this band and I liked their picture on YouTube or uh, like their picture on Instagram. But because, you know, we get the podcast from you because you go on live and do play songs just acoustically for us. It's kind of like we are sitting in your living room or in your studio with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's that's a special thing and it's something that brings people together. And, you know, artists don't have to be so mysterious. And, um, you know, there there's some that play mysterious but they're not mysterious you know it's like a guy like eminem he's he's the type that is very reclusive stays in doesn't do shit so he's mysterious and that's cool but then there's other people that like think they need to be mysterious just to you know and that's cool but it's like no just just cut the bullshit and let let some people in you Mm -hmm. know um 
don't know. Those are just my views on it. I'm not going to make any no. do anything they don't want to do, you know, but it really just depends on how much it's, it's like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like you need to like, I mean, in the most non attacking way, you just kind of need to get over yourselves. Is that what it's? Yeah. Kinda like- yeah. Get over yourself. You know, I, I do shit where like I'm, I'll post half songs, like shit that I'm still working on, you know, just because I know people would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Billy Joe Armstrong, like working on a song, like just throw up 30 seconds of it. Like, what do you think of this? You know, like that'd be rad, you know? And, um, I don't know, just, it doesn't have to be so under wraps and like top secret classified information. And like, um, I like showing people the process before we even release the songs these days. Like I'm just the last year or so, I've just been like going live while I'm working on a demo, you know, mm-hmm. like something that hasn't even been recorded yet with the band. It's just something I'm working on that might eventually become a Ballyhoo song or one of my own solo things. But it's like, it's for anybody. And look, no one has to watch, you know, if, that, if that's boring to somebody, they don't have to watch, you know, mm-hmm. but like there are people that want to watch that and see you have, uh, people that are like engineers that are that are learning pro tools or something and they're trying to so they watch my stuff to see what i do you know and um or or like how i write a hook or something like just things like that you know i guess it's just interesting for people uh and that's just when you you have to realize that everything is content you know no matter what like you don't really have to get it doesn't have to be uh it doesn't have to look amazing sound amazing and you can work up to that the most important thing is, is starting, you know, just getting it going. Um, you know, if I, I mean, when, when, when I had my, uh, when I did the, um, the song of the day, mm-hmm. I don't think I had my camera yet. My, my, I got this Canon M50 is what I use now for everything. But when I first started, I know the first episode for sure. Um, I use my iPhone, you know, or, yeah. or maybe I did have it, but I just didn't have, I didn't feel like hooking it all up and I just wanted to just go, you know? Yeah. Um, so I use, I use my iPhone camera and that's what you see in the, in the first episode. And it's like, it, it, I mean, the camera's great. I mean, the camera's really great for what it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the wide angle and stuff, but like you don't need a crazy DSLR or a bunch of lenses or, you know, some crazy interface no. with a great mic to do it to a, a podcast. You know, get it started. Just start talking, man. People will listen. If it doesn't, as long as it sound, as long as it doesn't sound like complete utter shit, you know. Yeah. With like obviously, you know, damaged audio and and frequency issues and things like that that hurt people's ears. I mean, you know, the you can use your voice notes on your phone mm-hmm. and it, it sounds pretty good, you know. Um, I don't know. I just people think it needs to be perfect and they they take too much time uh, preparing for it and then it doesn't happen. You know, it's like. You know, or you wait, or it finally does happen, but you could have started two months ago, you know, because you've been, you've been saving up to get that, that good mic or whatever. No, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, just, just get going. Now is the time for sure. Yeah. Like, we're all in quarantine. People need content. There are going to be some people that break out of this, man, that re- seriously, like, um, you yeah. know, they're going to be remembered and they're going to break because people are just looking for something new and something fun. Oh, know, yeah. Entertaining. Like, I don't know. It, it it's 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 I feel very torn. Like as a musician and as a podcaster, I feel torn right now saying that, you know, it's like I, this COVID COVID is horrible. Like the fact like it is so bad what it what is happening to people. 
But on the flip side, what is happening to people is people are learning new mediums. They're learning new technology. Like I said, like two weeks ago, I never attempted to even learn uh, Streamlabs or OBS or how to do stream. Like I had no idea like that's what I, that's what something I wanted to try to even learn. And then to be able to say and see, uh, to try and like, well, I have the time for it now and why not? Because it's some extra content to put out. This is the time. I mean, uh, yeah. a month or two ago, people were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if we shut down for four months? I go, four months? Go learn something new. You want to learn guitar? There's four months. Go learn guitar. You have it. Yeah. Or, or four yeah. weeks. Go, go, you want to learn a language? Go, this is it. Go learn something new. And if, if people that have been thinking like, oh, should I, should I pick up a, uh, podcasting and should I try and start putting out music? Just do it. I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think you could have said it any better. Like time is what happens. Life is what happens when you're too busy waiting, making the plans. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. plan during this time. Yeah. Li life is on hold right now. There's like a, like a pause button happening. It's like the mm -hmm. Zach Morris, like time out, say by the bell. Like it's just, you know, you have, you have a moment here to, work on a craft or, or learn something new, learn a skill, uh, you know, start a, start like a business. And, and, and look, when I say start a business, it's like, it doesn't mean, uh, start a business, make a bunch of money or like put a bunch of money down. Like some people don't have a bunch of money to put mm -hmm. down to start, you know, to open a business. There's no businesses open. So yeah. what is, what is that? What I mean is, uh, we have these tools in our pocket all day long. It's called our phone. And we have these free platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can go on there and just start talking about whatever it is that, that you know most about and you're like passionate about, you know? Um, and there will be a market for that. And there's something kind of mesmerizing about watching somebody just sit there and talk on camera about something. I don't, I don't know what it is. We just were drawn to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, whether, whether it's going to hold your interest or not, I don't know, but, um, but there are there are plenty of people that are into uh, collecting, you know, comic books still or something. And you could go on there talking about comic books, you know, and like it's just I don't know. It's, it, people are so used to the old world and and the sort of the traditional lifestyle that we're supposed to live. But the the fact is that we're changing all the time, like our our, our situations, um, our way of life, certainly now going to be different after this it's going to be a new normal oh, well, um but yeah go ahead well i was going to say with the new normal and changing trying to pull in into like the way of uh, as a musician is that i'm sure you're seeing a lot of people are now pushing their tours back and they're getting ready for that but i mean as a band after <clears throat> well i guess first off as a band i don't know i'm not asking for like exact numbers of that but how like did the stream did the live streams go well that you guys did? As far as oh, like yeah. you guys, so yeah. if if bands That's are right. able to say that hey these live streams are going well, which I, I want to get into, but if they're able to say that listen we can do a full band put on a concert two hour set to open it up to everyone that wants to listen, give them the option to donate, give them the option if they want to pay to get in like a dollar like a minimum to get in and get access to the view. And then say, here it is. Now, I don't know if this was, uh, I wasn't seeing this on my, this wasn't on my radar, this type of uh, platform where bands were doing this as frequently. But now they're happening, it seems almost every every week, there's a new band that's going live on Wednesday night or Thursday night or Saturday night. Uh, 
with Bailey Who doing this and having and showing a success, do you see your guys, do you see yourselves doing more of these in between tours? Because if there's a way that you can put out additional dates for people that can't get across the country, no? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is definitely going to be something that's added to the, um, you know, the strategy or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, imagine, imagine a band not on tour. They put out a record and some bands, some bands like to put out the record and then wait a few weeks or a month to go on tour. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Iration, for example, I think they're putting out their record and then the tour doesn't start until after. I think that's right. Um, but in any case, now, you know, that's going to become part of a strategy. Okay. We're going to book the tour. The record's going to come out a month before the day the record comes out. We do a live stream. There you right? go. We do a live stream play the record front to back or just play a show, you know, with a few, mm-hmm. few new songs, whatever. Um, this is going to be a, a normal thing. Um, and people are getting used to, uh, throwing out money. This is, this is going to become another revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to help. They want to donate. Uh, they appreciate, um, they appreciate what the artist is giving them. There's a, there's a value that they're getting from this because people need good tunes. They need, uh, they just want to forget about all this stuff for, for a couple hours, you know, and you know, any band that's not taking advantage of this right now is just really missing out. Um, I think that, I think that my band is going to be remembered during this era as a band that kept working hard, uh, to try to make people happy and, you know, didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, I, I work constantly no matter what, and this wasn't going to be any different, you know, but now it's like, I get to do more because, you know, it's like I have, instead of being on the road, I I'm here in my studio every day and I have everything at my disposal as opposed to being on the road and like, well, I can't really, I can't really you know mix anything till I get home or, you know, it's like, it's easier for me to make videos here. It's easy for me to, you know, it's just, I have everything I need. And now it's like, we're, we're just, I'm putting it all to work, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of went on to, uh, I was going to ask. So now that you're working from home and you guys are being able to do the live streams all, I'm, I'm assuming it there, uh, somewhere close where all, where the band can all get to where you guys have uh, met up to do those. Um, now that you're home and yeah. working and it's kind of that you're in, I don't know if this would, does now, is this the same as tour mode? Is this kind of like working tour mode or is this kind of like, uh, how does that feel? Cause, when this is all done, how is it going to be now when you have the tour and now you don't, you can't do all of this and work full time from home? Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of spoiled, you know, because I, I'm at home and I'm, I can do all the, all the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, sometimes I have to wait until I get back here for th- certain things, but certain projects. Um, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm working just as much as I would be on the road. It's just, it's just an adjustment. Um, you know, plus I'm, I'm, I'm dad when I'm here too. So I have that job as well. But, um, I don't know, man, it's just, I can't not do anything. Like I have to be working on stuff and I, I do get that lazy bug and I'm just like, all right, I don't feel like doing shit today. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta turn it off for, oh, yeah. for a day, you know, you got, you gotta um, just check out for a bit. Yeah, just like anything else. I'll play video games. I'll just, I'll watch a movie. I'll chill out, you know, whatever. Um, 
but uh some that'll happen like on like a you know saturday or sunday or maybe even a monday but typically during the week i'm I'm just going hard um but uh i don't know it's it's just it's not an option you know what i mean i just don't i don't want to not work I, I i enjoy i enjoy what i do um it's fun for me and you know sometimes i feel bad when she's up there dealing with the kids and i'm having to do something but i'm having a good time doing it so i feel kind of bad you know what i'm saying like i feel like i'm having a good time i'm enjoying this i'm playing with toys you know? <laughs> <laughs> And she's up there like dealing with shit, trying to do baths and stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, I pull my weight around here. Let's oh, not get oh no, no, twist, no, 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 this. <laughs> well, I guess I. I mean, the the closest I can relate to that feeling, I guess, is that at home at my house, uh, me and Amber, we have a puppy. Not really a puppy. She's a dog, but you know, no. small little puppers. She's always a puppy, and uh, puppers. And she likes. I think she just turned eight. Her birthday's on four twenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> complete. Like we adopted her and we found that out. We're like, oh, cool. It's kind of funny. But like, so I'll we have our studio and I'll go out here to the studio and she's like, well, can you just stay home and work? Just kind of being around us. And I'm just like, you can't. Like during this time, I got to get out to the studio. And I just got to get away. And I do feel bad because I'm like, well, there's no there's no reason I couldn't work from home. But you just got you have to. Sometimes you just have to keep going and kind of just get through that i guess um you mentioned a little bit about like break, yeah. about like a like a it's kind of like taking a break uh just just to kind of i don't want to do a full long side tangent here but to kind of give the uh divers and mullenites as i like to call them a little bit of look behind the veil is uh what have you been what have you what kind of games you play what kind of uh so so people can relate to you what kind of games do you like to play or uh what have you been watching yeah um I've uh, been crushing Resident Evil 3 remake lately. Um, big fan of the Resident Evil franchise. One of my favorites on PlayStation 4. Um, I, I played with the, I got the Resident Evil 2 remake when it came out last year. I had, had that shit pre-ordered because it was one of my favorite games, um, since I was a kid and they remade it and it's awesome. <laughs> and then, the remake of three just came out a few weeks ago and I beat that shit. And, you know, it took me like eight and a half hours. It was longer than I thought it would take, but, uh, I'm going back through it again. I'm almost to the end. I've got about three hours in. You can beat that thing. Apparently you can beat it in like under two hours. That's how you get like an A grade of an A what? for any of you nerds out there. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy. Um, I love uh I love adventure games. Um I'm not a fan of RPGs. I like action RPGs like uh uh Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which okay. came out on PlayStation One in like ninety seven, I think. Um great game, man. One of my favorite games. Uh Uncharted Four was an amazing entry in that franchise. Uh just one of my favorite it's just fun to play. It's like uh, obviously the game has to have some kind of difficulty and you want to get stressed out a little bit when you're playing it, but I don't want to like want to quit. Like I hate when I play a game and it's just so hard that I'm just like, man, fuck this game. Oh, I just want to quit. <laughs> like this game was like, I definitely died a lot, you know, but like, um, it's, uh, it's fun to play and it, I wanted to finish it. You know, it wasn't so hard that, you know, and, and resident evil teeter totters on that. Like, Resident Evil 2 is definitely harder, I'd say, but um, there's a couple of parts that you just got to really try to get through. And but I just kept wanting to go at it. I just love it. I love the vibe. 
so stuff like that. I love games like that. Um, oh, nice. We just started we just, we just started watching uh, Waco on Netflix. Very cool. Um, yeah, it's a the David Koresh story. It, it's really good so far. Actually, I never knew anything about that story. I remember when it happened, but you know, obviously the media twists it up, and mm-hmm. uh, it seems like there was some awful police work, you know, yeah. or at least ATF and FBI. Um, so, and part of you wants to be on his side, you know, even though he's kind of like a statutory rapist and polygamist that, you know, messing with damaged people and trying to coerce them into, you know, living that life. It's just kind of crazy. But anyway, it's people should watch it. It's it's really good. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Uh, So like little stuff like that, like that's the kind of stuff I love about podcasting because people listen to music, they wouldn't know that. They don't know this stuff. They got to, they got to, they, they would have to, you got to go out of your way to, you know, listen to your show, listen to your show, Tales from the Green Room podcast, or they, you know, they listen here and they're like, oh shoot, because I'll tell you, me personally, Resident Evil games, horror video games terrify me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had a friend of mine was like, oh, we were playing, I don't know if you have the PlayStation now where it has like their giant collection where you just play whatever it's up. And he's like, let's I play do. this. We played the Resident Evil, um, was it the SARS team where it's like kind of like a shooter, almost mm, like the mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead style. And that thing, just, yeah. like that alone was like, oh no, I can't play a full Resident Evil game. Oh man, those games suck. You got to play like the real, like Resident Evil 1, 2, the remakes, man. So good. Resident Evil 7, if you don't like scary games, don't play a Resident Evil Wait, 7. That is, is the scariest game I've ever played. Is that it the, is terrifying. Is that the one in the in the woods? It starts off within the forest. In, yeah, it's in the woods, and you go into a house, and it's first person. Yeah. So scary. Uh, we I got about see. So it starts off in the swamp. I got up to about the gator jump scare before you get in the house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. Yeah. These are amazing. Yeah. Uh. Now I just want to kind of direct a real. Let's say I like little side tangents. Uh, direct back, sure. back into the live streaming and the. So you guys. You guys put on two live streams so far. You did yeah. the Shipwrecked in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And then you just did the Daydreams, the full album uh, run through. And then you actually uh, do did a full on like encore set. I don't know what you did, like a whole nother set of just request songs. And you did a sick me- uh, medley at the very end of it that I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> did you have those planned in place? You said you were, you were always trying to think ahead of the game and kind of think well, what was next. And as far as the quarantining and the social distancing kicked in, that live, that first one kind of went like instantly. Was that already in place or did you pull the trigger and was like, no, we're going to do this and we got to do it now? Yeah. I mean, I felt like we were actually kind of late on it, to be honest. Um, we may have been, you know, two weeks late i'd say because it we there were some bands that were doing it like tropodelic and bumping uglies and red gold green were doing it that first weekend like I'd, I'd say probably i think that next weekend um that everything got shut down because we were supposed to play on march 13th and 14th that got canceled and i think i'm pretty sure uglies tropodelic and red gold green played the following weekend so they were pretty quick about it that like friday saturday sunday or mm-hmm. something like that we came the following week it was the 26th of march i remember so it was about two weeks um i'd say a week late uh as far as that's concerned um but anyway uh we knew we had to get into it really quickly um we knew that okay people need us 
Like yep. I saw the bat signal, you know. <laughs> Man, you answer to the call. You saw it, you're like, uh, we all right, guys. Yeah. We, it was, uh, you know, we knew that every band was going to be jumping on this. And it's like, we want to be one of the first. So, and we were paying attention. We just had to wait for the right uh, opportunity. And we had it set up with uh, Baltimore Soundstage. And then it fell through because, um, that we got that uh stay at home or whatever mm -hmm. and and then they they had canceled so uh we hit up Harford Sound we we're like hey cuz they had hit us up on like a week before mm -hmm. and we weren't sure what we were going to do and they were open the same night so we were like all right cool we don't have to change anything on the, on the admac cuz it's not like you have to change the location you know it's, it's all happening on on uh it well it was funny because it was happening on Facebook and then we had to move it to YouTube because Facebook was having problems like with the uh, so many people going live and I guess they're they didn't have enough bandwidth or something. So I was hearing horror stories about, uh, you know, bad video and bad streams and, and getting locked out completely and not being able to do it. And sometimes the stream being taken down afterwards, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. So uh, I, I moved it to YouTube and uh, it, it was I mean, it was a it was a hit. It was. Um, we were lucky to be working with Harvard Sound, who has all this great equipment and a space big enough to accommodate us, the lights, the sound, everything, you know, and uh, this this small crew um, that just knows what they're doing. And all we had to do was just do what we do, you know, just go in and play and put on a show and they'll take care of the rest. And so we're very lucky to have that. And it's like 20 minutes from my house, you know, and uh you know, it's, it's, That's, it was just, uh, we're lucky to have it. I'm glad. I'm going to tell you 20 minutes from your house during a, during, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a stay at home order nationwide by then. I think it was more just kind of advised of essential working. So, I mean, I guess mm -hmm. studios can say like, really, we're not open to the public. This is a personal, I can see how pr places probably could, some of them could get around that. So, I mean, that that's not a, that wasn't a bad deal. And I'll tell you, as far as this one, I was, I was expecting not, not, not to knock Trop and the guys. I, I, we love me and Amber. We love them. They are. We, we try to watch as much as we can with them. But when they went live for their before, when they did just acoustics, it was like, oh, cool. And then when you guys announced that you guys were going to go live, we're like, sweet. We are expecting something of the same caliber. We thought it was going to be in someone's living room or a studio, but it was going to be just some acoustics, and we couldn't really get a full production into it. And then they come out. And then if you go listen, divers and Mullenites head over to Ballyhoo's YouTube, you can watch the shows. You can see the quality of the content. It, it was, it's literally like being at a concert. And you guys even did yeah. shout outs, which is, I want to ask, uh, what was the experience like? Because when you've gone live on Instagram or Facebook, just playing guitar, <clears throat> it's that more of a, I, I want to say more, it's more of an intimate personal setting where, yes, you guys are going live as a full band, it's not the same, but yet it's not the same as playing a concert or as far as I'm, I'm assuming it's definitely not the same as playing a live show with a crowd in front of you. So it's this kind of gray area in the middle, it seems. And how was that feeling for the first time? <clears throat> it's very strange. It's, you know, cause we're just, we're doing what we do live and we're like doing all the, all the rock star shit, you know, standing on the, the light boxes, mm -hmm. you know, me and Nick kind of go up to each other and we're like 
just rocking each other's faces off. And I, I go up on the, on the, uh, the drum riser and look at my brother and just like, we're having this show, you know, like as if there's a thousand people watching, but like, I mean, technically we had, you know, almost 2000 people watching at one point and it's, we, you get done a song and it's just complete silence. And it got to the point where I'm like telling the crew to like do something like, Hey guys, you can like clap, you know, like mm-hmm. just, just, and then they just, they just laugh, you know, we're all laughing because it's how ridiculous it is. Um, uh, you know, I didn't get used to it until, you know, we played what two and a half hours or something like that. I, maybe two hours in, I was finally getting used to it. It's just a weird thing when I'm by myself. It's it can get it can feel that way a little bit, but it's it's expect you're expected. expected that. Yeah, when you, when you do the, like the big live rock show, it's just like what is going on. It feels like uh, you know I, when I when I look, watch back and see those, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks like we're performing on you know SNL or, or Jimmy Fallon or something. It, you know, it made me feel of like an MTV. Uh, I know you guys weren't unplugged, but like watching the MTV unplugged series like the production because there was like camera angle shots and there was a full-on production put into it it wasn't even just a standalone camera like camera angle changes there was a drummer cam i mean it it, it was felt like oh like this was an experience yeah it's a full-on production and and we are grateful to have harford sound there doing that because they crush it um now like how did you how did you guys figure out what songs to play for the first one? Did you just take requests or were you just did the band all get together and be like, all right, throw songs at it, let's figure out a playlist? Because very I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen you guys play for two hours. Have you guys ever had yeah. a set that long? Uh I mean or, I, we may have played that long in the past, um, at some random shows, but uh yeah, I mean that was a it was we just powered through the whole thing. It's it's a long show, and we took requests leading up to it, and we went we went through all the different platforms and uh, looked at the most requested songs and uh, put those on the list. And then I found a couple that you know were like deep cuts, and I was like, oh, we should do that. And uh, we all kind of put our heads together, and some of us were like, oh, I'm not playing that. I haven't played that in ten years. I don't remember how to play it, you know. Um, and you know, we tried to relearn relearn some songs because we're always you know we have a very extensive catalog and uh we want to we want to fulfill as much as we can um but when you're playing i mean we played 32 songs the first time so it was like you know trying to relearn you know 15 or 20 songs is, is pretty crazy you know it was it's extensive and it was a very nice range too because there are songs that even that I was listening to and I was like oh my god I haven't heard that song in forever or I think I listened to it once on one of the albums and it's just it just hasn't yeah. gotten a replay yet and uh, I'll tell you it was really fun it, and I, I think as a fan it's gonna be a little difficult going to live shows and being like oh that oh that okay that's that's a normal set now I guess no. <laughs> Uh, not not saying I'm not going to be disappointed, but it's one of those like I know what you mean. You know, everyone's because yeah. now because even the second set where uh, <clears throat> even the second show that you guys did the daydreams, I was expecting just the album, and then I was expecting like the feed to lot end, and you guys didn't. You guys ended up doing basically a second set after it. Now building up to daydreams yeah. had uh, I, I know there's certain songs you guys probably always play like walk away. Um, Sam uh, Diamonds and stuff like that. Yeah. Was there any songs from there that you guys hadn't played in a good minute that you're like, hey, we got to relearn these now? 
Or was that the first oh, yeah, time dude. that some of those had been played in years? I had so much anxiety that week, man. I, I was, I was really kind of a wreck inside because I'm like, man, this isn't coming together. Like I, cause there, there are certain songs that we just, we played maybe once, maybe twice, you know, and that record came out nine years ago. So it's like, uh, particularly the middle of the album. Like we, we used to play meathead a lot. Um, and then we stopped doing that one. Um, but like, if you got to go was like hardly ever played before, maybe once. And then bootleggers, we played a few times, I think like five or six years ago. Um, and that one is kind of tough. Like there's some picking that's happening in the, in this middle bridge part and they're kind of trying to sing at the same time. And so that's a little strange. Uh, you know, so there's definitely, there's a, there's a few songs on the record where I was not confident. And what was funny was that I messed up on, on ones that I knew better and I did pretty good on the ones that I didn't think I was going to do well on, which was very strange. And, and the problem with it is I think too much, you know, like I was overthinking in my mind and just, just the fact that I was overthinking messed me up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. And I can't sit here all day long and just practice those songs over and over as much as I'd like to because I have just so much going on all the time. So I did the best I could to try to get in a session every night uh, of just playing at least three of those songs because I, I knew pretty good the rest of the record. It was just like three mm-hmm. or four songs where I had to like really get back into it. So I would just, you know, I'd play the tracks and play guitar and sing along and just try to relearn the lyrics and things. It, it's, it's, you know, it turned out it went, went really well. I was I was very stoked and like i felt great and then when we got to that second set it was just like well shit you know and there was a couple songs in that one where it was a little weird for me too because we hadn't played in a while but i just felt like the the hard the hard job was done and now we can just kind of have party you know yeah no i I, it definitely was that because i think you guys actually started i don't know if you guys had uh shots lined up after that one and i was like oh we're doing shots and i was like all right cool like these guys are it felt very much like the performance was over and not that the performance was over, but now the jamming and now we're having fun playing music. It, it, there was a, mm-hmm. it wasn't a serious shift, but it was a clear like, all right, we're gonna have fun now. And it was, it was good. I got to ask, is there plans for that to be released on vinyl? Cause you just released daydreams on vinyl back. I don't want to say it wasn't October. Was it September? Sometime last it was year. Last yeah. fall you guys <laughs> dropped. I remember. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys have plans to release this as a live on vinyl or not, because you just re re-release, I guess the other, the studio version, but is there any plans yeah. for even like shipwreck to go out? I don't know. You know, there's, there's with these, this live stuff, like, um, I'm always picky about our performances when we play live. Like, but if we, if we're going to put out like a record, you know, of like live stuff, th- this is why we haven't done a live album. Um, it's because someone somewhere messes up one of the songs, you know? So it's like every song, most of the songs in the set, there's some sort of blemish, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with like human stuff, but when it's really super noticeable and weird, like uh, we're just, we just get bummed out. We don't want to use it, you know? So like, that's why we haven't been able to like put out full live shows and things. And uh, the daydreams thing, as well as it went, uh, it, that performance wasn't particularly uh you know vinyl worthy you know what i mean no i i I can respect that 
and as yeah. a listener and as a fan, I respect that. Yeah. I, I don't want to put out crap. Like, not that I thought it was crap, but like the quality's got to be there and I want the performances to be on point. And, you know, there's not saying that we can't do something like that for the 10 year anniversary next year. You know, like mm-hmm. um, it's it's gone through my mind. What can we do for the Daydreams 10 year anniversary? You know, um, can we put out a live record? Daydreams Plus or, you know what I mean? Or Daydreams Live, whatever. Um, I don't know. It'd be, it's fun to think about what, what we can do with it. Well, I mean, 10 years is, you know, you got, you have about a year to think about it, think, think it through yeah. and go, going through and kind of learning a little bit more about the inner workings of the business side of how you're always really thinking ahead of it. I'm sure you're going to have something great. Uh, I, I actually have an idea. We try. I, I have an idea for you ahead of the game. I don't know if you will want to discuss it on air or not, but I got something that I have no no means to put it out right now. But if you guys want to step it up, I have an idea that you guys could do to kind of step yourself step your guys self apart. Shoot, um, dude, do do give me a three D give me a three D uh do a give me a three D camera view during a live show. Do what <laughs> you guys did, but get someone with a three D camera, get it in the center of the stage, and give me that as an option to watch from. That's rad. Like just that's cool. That that's it. Like that alone, I'm gonna tell you. Hooligans will eat that up. You get, we get to that's be on. Cool. St- we get to be on stage with you while you're playing. <laughs> right there. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, camera placement is something that I've been thinking about lately. Because uh, you know, it's like how many times can we do this? We got to make it special. You know, we do something different. So that's definitely. Uh, I'll. I'll throw that in the old suggestion box. Um, Sweet. Because, I, like, yeah. Go on. I was just saying, like I said, it's just, we're, we're always trying to do something cool and different. So, you know, just changes cameras, maybe adding a cool camera am- angle like that could be rad, you know? Uh, I, I have not seen any bands do it yet. So, if you're a band out there, trademark, Vinyl Divers, Bailey Hoop grabs it first. <laughs> right on. Get, get original on that one. Uh, so before we wrap up, uh, before we wrap up, I just kind of want to touch on what's uh, to come in the future. So you have the some tours have been being pushed. I'm assu- I'm assuming. I was kind of trying to see if there was anything that was kind of pushed officially yet, and I didn't see any announcements for anything being rescheduled. I did see that you are going to be uh, at the Reggae Rise Up in October in Florida. Assuming mm-hmm. social distancing, assu- assuming this is, it's it's uh been lifted by then. Is there any other plans for Ballyhoo in 2020 as of now, or any ideas kicking around for 2021? All I can say is, um, obviously we would love to play <clears throat> if 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 it's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, we are booking shows. We're we're getting holds and booking shows. Um, I think. It's very smart for all you artists out there to book right now. Even even if it looks like it's not going to happen, book it. Because you don't want to be in, in a position where suddenly it's July and everything's good to go again. You know, um, People might be still wearing masks and, things, masks and things like that when they go out. But maybe, maybe some bars and restaurants and venues will be open. Um, you don't want to be stuck not having anything because you won't work even longer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're not working now. Set set it up so that if things uh, flip, 
and we can go back, then you want to have that on the books um, because you're going to have full schedules everywhere. All these bands around the country are going to be packed everywhere and there, there will be no room. You know, you won't be able to book a show until 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, some bands, some bands are just calling it. They're calling 2020. They're like, okay, see you next year. Um, not the worst thing either. You know, uh, some bands can afford to just take off for the rest of the year and be fine and they'll come back next year. Uh, but independent artists, they're going to need some gigs, you know, as soon as they can happen, you know, just like all these, uh, these businesses that are trying to open back up, you know, um, hopefully this thing can run its course and we can open safely and gradually and, you know, do it smart. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're booking shows and at the worst case, we'll just cancel them, you know, but as of now we have shows for July and August. We just don't know if that's even going to happen. Uh, assuming they're able to happen, can we share uh, where, where they're going to be around? Are, are they going to be over on East coast or? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be nationwide That's as far as one. I know. Um, right. We're going to the West coast and back. All right. Sweet. Well, um, Howie, thank you for calling in and giving some time today. I know uh, as free as some people's schedules can be right now, yours is not as open. You are still grinding nonstop, pushing as much as you can. Uh, you just really, you guys just released a, is it, I don't know, is it considered an EP? Um, yes, it'd be, yeah. it'd, it'd be uh, yeah, the they, fighter EP. Yeah, they call it an EP. Whatever. It's a little collection of songs, you know? Uh, it, it's awesome. Something fun. Is there uh, any new songs or materials that you've been writing or working on right now? Until? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, we've been, we, yeah, we've been working on stuff for a while. Um, there's, there's more songs coming. Where the plan is to release uh, some new stuff very soon, um, next month, May. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, so look out. I'm, I'm trying to release at least two, uh, two brand new songs. So, uh, our drummer's over there sl- hammering away at the, uh, at the drum tracks right now at his house. So. As soon as I get those, we'll, we're going to start building on top of them, and and we'll, yeah, hopefully have a release here very soon. Awesome. Well, Howie, again, thank you so much. Uh, listen, divers, Mullenites, if you haven't yet, go listen to Ballyhoo. They haven't. If you already have listened to that, head over to Howie's podcast, the Tales from the Green Room podcast, and you can get that on all podcasting apps. Are you on Spotify with that one? Uh, yeah. Yep. Get, get on Spotify as well. Uh. Howie, where where can they go to support and get your your merch and Ballyhoo? Where, where is the best and most direct way? Because I know sometimes when they go to web other websites, some of the profits go to the website itself, and then the band gets percentages. Where's the best way that the band gets all of all of it, or the most of, or it's the most uh, the the most supportive? If you're looking for Ballyhoo vinyl, go to ballyhoorocks.com/slash/merch. Or you just go there and you click the merch link and it'll take you to four vinyls. We have Detonate, Pineapple Grenade, uh, Daydreams, and Girls, all in vinyl, all in special colors. If you buy those, I package those up myself and I send them out and the money goes straight to the band. There's no middleman. Awesome. So, awesome. That's what I yeah. that's what I like to hear. I know it's I know not every band's a, every band's able to do that. We understand that, but 
for the bands that are able to, I try to really push those ones because I want that profit to go to you guys. You, you, you and the rest of the band put out all this content for people like me and other listeners and other fans to be able to keep us entertained and help us get through our mindless days. So we do what we can to, to make sure it gets straight back to you. Um, I also saw that you do have a EP or um, a solo project that you are that you have. It is the yeah. force of habit. Yeah. Um, that was that was <laughs> the name comes from. It's basically it's the force of habit. It's when I get up every morning, it's like music, songs, right? You know, like do something, do stuff. Uh, and so the, and the cover art is, is basically me working myself to the bone. I'm a skeleton <laughs> on the front. Um, basically a skeleton in a hoodie and he's like crouched over, uh, an iMac keyboard and there's an SM7B mic in front of him. You know, that's me. Yeah. And it's just me working late at night, eyes bulging out of my skull and just, you know, red and you know, that's just how it is for me. I just, mm-hmm. you know, the force of habit. This is just me putting out songs because that's just what I have to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it turned out really well and it, it, it did a uh, number one at iTunes reggae the first week. And, um, I was very surprised by that. And I just thank all, all my listeners for, for checking it out and sharing it and everything. So there. So listen, divers, small nights, you guys got some Bailey who? You got some solo work from Howie himself, the man, the myth, one of the legends, because I have a lot of legends that I guess I I I uh, talk to on here, and as well as his podcast, Tales from the Green Room. Head on over, support their work, support his work, show them the love. Uh, and I'll tell you, if you're feeling yourself drawn to being a part of something more than just a, a casual listener, head on over to Facebook and check out the uh, Bally Hooligans group you'll see a lot of the band is active in it uh it's very rare that you ever get to actually have like conversations with the band member through a through facebook like multiple comments like not like you responded and oh that was it like you have conversations with us and i'll tell you get in there man you, you you really do you really do and uh listeners if you want to show them support go over there like them follow share and spread them spread the love and introduce someone else to them if you can for me uh, till next time, Howie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I'll uh, see you guys next time.